money is not money. Money's energy. Money's a tool. Wealthy people take that funny money, which is always manipulated and going up and down based on its purchasing power by via inflation, et cetera. Wealthy people transfer that funny money into assets that produce cash flow. Welcome to The Champion Life with Kurt Tucker. My purpose is to love, encourage, and empower you to become the champion leader God created you to be and live what I like to call the champion life. A life of abundance, freedom, and victory where you, my friend, are winning in every area of your life. Your faith, your family, your fitness, and your finances. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker. Let's have some fun. Alrighty, everybody. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Champion Life Podcast. I'm your host, Kurt Tucker. And today, guys, I got a good one for you, especially if you love to talk about money, if you're interested in money, if you're interested in wealth and a lot of other stuff. So I've got my good friend, Matt Warren, on here with me. Matt, how are you doing today, brother? Doing great. Honored to be on here, Kurt. Let's, let's go. <laughs> awesome, man. Well, you know, Matt, I know you you might not talk a lot of, about your accolades, man, uh, and or maybe you will, but I just want to, before we start, if you guys are tuning into this episode, if you're listening to this right now, maybe as you're driving or you're watching this on a YouTube or whatever, uh, I just want to say this, Matt is an incredible man of God, husband, father, leader, businessman. He is the guy that I entrust uh, a lot of my uh, wisdom on wealth too. He's the one who handles some of my family stuff. So I just want to encourage you to lock in, be focused on this episode because this episode that you're listening to could have a significant impact on not only your life, but more importantly, generations to come. So, you know, Matt, it is an honor, man, to have you on here. So I want to dig right in and just ask you to kind of share with our viewers a little bit about your story, your background, who you are, you know, some of the, the things that you have accomplished and, um, and, and, uh, and also, man, how your commitment to faith and excellence has had a lot to do with the incredible results that you've had, you know, in your life thus far, man. Thank you, Kurt. Before I dive into any of that, I just want to say you are probably the most motivated, intentional guy that I know. So you definitely lift me up, you inspire me, and it's an honor to be uh, to be on here. Um, quick uh, background, and before we even get into all that, let me just say to everybody, anytime I'm asked to speak or present, I always kinda, I always approach it from a place of, this could be the last day that I'm on earth. None of us are gonna live forever. We're all gonna die. How would I want my last message? Uh, what would I wanna communicate? So that's what I'm gonna give is if I, if I only had one last time to teach or inspire, that's this right now. So I'm not going to hold back. We're going to talk about specific numbers, specific ideas. Um, so I'll take you back real quick and give you the reader, Reader's Digest version of, of me. Grew up in Ohio, live in Colorado now. Um, like many people, had the good fortune of athletes, uh, athletics and coaches shaping my life. And I was a decent football player and got to play some college football and uh, walked on to Ohio State. And before I could reach my dream, I had a neck injury. And that always really kept a chip on my shoulder because I was on the verge of traveling and getting some playing time. So I had kind of unfinished business in life. And um, 
that neck injury though led me to the the world of nutrition and um, uh, getting my degree in nutrition and becoming a wellness educator because I figured out how to lose the weight, how to greatly reduce the pain and the inflammation. And that led to a career in um, nutrition. And uh, that's where you and I got to know each other, Kurt, in the world of nutrition and, you know, being a part of helping a brand expand nationally and increase tenfold while I was while I was there um, gave me the opportunity to, you know, now as a wealth strategist who helps people steward wealth, I had wealth to steward. I had decisions to make. And for, I was in a very fortunate spot to learn how to handle prosperity. And fortunately, I had some great mentors that allowed me to make financial moves that allowed that money to grow. And um, it's still there and bearing fruit versus uh, being lost or gone or or wasted. Um, so that's kind of where I am and why I'm in the world I'm in today in the world of insurance and infinite banking is because in 2017, I became a client of that process. But to address your other question, like what really started the the root of, of the fruit, which is my, my faith. And, um, you know, growing up in a Methodist ish type of church in Ohio, you know, I think at some point everybody has a, a an opportunity to, to make it theirs to really ask the deeper questions. And like many, I strayed, but through my, um, uh, young adult life had a, uh, was drawn back to faith. Um, being a follower of Jesus became a, a real thing to me and the most important thing to me. And I had though still strayed at times. And I remember at around age 27, life coming together when I identified the four Fs that were going to guide my life, faith, family, fitness, and finances. And I made a sheet that included my ultimate vision, my one-year goals, and my daily slash weekly success habits for each of those areas. And once I got that in motion, it was within six months that one of the greatest life-changing events that I could imagine meeting my wife, Amber, we met at church on a, on a Saturday night. And I had the foundation that was attractive to her that, Hey, this is a guy, um, because Amber is a, a, a beautiful person who ha who had options and somehow the at the time poor guy but who had the set of the sale the right way in the foundation with the four f's um she said yes mm -hmm. and that began my life of being married to amber and the nutrition path etc that was really the foundation of today man of that you know my wife rachel who obviously our wives are friends and you know we love your family um, you know, sometimes Rachel will say that you don't always attract what you want, you attract who you are. And so you would already kind of begin that that journey, if you will, of, of personal development and knowing what you wanted in life, the things that were important to you. And then all of a sudden, you know, when you guys meet, she saw that, right? You know what I mean? And, you know, I, I think that's a lesson to be learned here if you're listening to this is, you may not exactly be where you want to be right now, but that doesn't mean that you can't begin to start establishing a new vision for your life, some dreams, some goals that you want to accomplish and begin to act as if, right? That's one of the things that I love to do with, with the men that I coach is it's actually the very first thing that I do is, is develop a vision to get clarity on, 
on what they want. Once you have clarity, then you can begin to create the right strategies, to get there, and then the accountability. So I love that, Matt. That's that's powerful. I'm going to speak to that for a minute because I had actually written down, I described my wife before I met her, even some physical attributes, the fact that she would have grown up humbly because I didn't want a gold digger who was going to split from me in case I did never make it financially. That if if the 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 main thing was our faith and commitment and just working hard, that she was going to be good with that for richer or poorer, right? Mm-hmm. So I described a lot of those things, and then if I could leave anybody with a couple, um, I don't know what they're called acronyms or whatever, but BBMs and FFRs. So BBM stands for big bold moves. Wouldn't be where I am today. God wouldn't have blessed me if if I hadn't made big bold moves. Walking mm-hmm. on to Ohio State. Um, moving from Ohio to uh, Colorado, buying that first uh, investment property, getting licensed in, in, in insurance in while I was in my mid mid 40s, but ultimately going up and saying hi to this gal, Amber Ridley, who became Amber Warren. Um, and what what motivates me to make BBMs is FFR, future, fear of future regret. Mm. Fear of future regret is a major, major motivator for me. So walking on to Ohio State, why did I do it? Because I realized, um, and I was playing D2 ball, and my story just didn't belong with a purple and gold jersey playing in high school stadiums. And I don't want to say anything negative about that school because it's an awesome school, but it just wasn't my destiny. And I knew that I would have regret if I didn't give give it at least a shot to wear the scarlet and gray. I knew Mm -hmm. I'd have it regret if I didn't at least go up and say hi to this girl. I didn't want to get to my 60s and wonder, man, what would it have been like if I could have been in Colorado in my 40s and going skiing? So BBMs are fueled by FFR. Man, I love that. I love that. And, uh, you know, there's a saying uh, that kind of goes along when I when I think about discipline is, you know, the, the old, you know, discipline weighs ounces, but regret weighs tons. And it's like, if you're feeling something, sometimes you just got to trust and go, right? Like, and, you know, like I have no problem. You know, we live with great faith in our home and especially my wife. And just to be completely transparent, Matt, it it used to scare me. It actually used to put uh, an unnecessary pressure on me early because Rachel would dream so big. And many times I would, I would just think that meant like, I got to figure out how to do this, right? Or I got to figure out this. And she would just say, no, I'm just asking God for it. And and I just believe we have a father who loves us, who's for us. He's not against us. And if he doesn't want me to have it, then he'll protect me. But I'm going to ask for it. And I don't want to have any regrets that I should have, would have, could have done this, you know, and and man, so I love that, dude. But that's a good way to break that that down. So so you're known as the 4F guy. You know, you, you know we debated who had this first, right? I sent you a message probably six months ago. And you said, well, if you had it by this date, then you had it. So anyhow, but, but I think, you know, and and I've just added, I've now went to the five F guy because I added fun, you know, to the equation, but I I love that you have that structure, right? That you have those four pillars, if you will, that they ground you on a daily basis and they allow you to process things through. So you can really see if you're, if you're winning. So you've, you mentioned faith, uh, we're going to talk a little bit about finances, and and I'm excited, you know, for that. But, you know, 
uh, how do you how do you live by those, you know, on, on a daily basis? Just just real quick, what does a day in the life of Matt Warren look like when it comes to those four Fs that set you up to win? Yeah, it's and some people say, you know, they believe balance is given like 25% of my day to each of those. And that's absolutely not reality. There are times where in life where faith got most of my time because it was so foundational. There were times that fitness got the majority of my focus. Same thing with the with the others. Um, so I, I've always said I never want to be the guy who shows up to my vacation homes, but with a gut and estranged from my family, right? Mm. And I also never want to be the guy who's who knows every verse of the Bible, but who isn't providing for his his family and having a gut. So it's it's like giving enough attention to all those things. So a day a day in the life for me, there's a workout every day, period. Unless I'm just exhausted or I, I, we're just not, we're such a sedentary culture. This whole idea of days off. I mean, look, people, you're not professional bodybuilders. I mean, just do something every day. Um, that gets the juices flowing. Um, motion creates emotion, you know, old school uh, Tony Robbins. Um, and but every day I'm I'm given an honest day's work. I always believe in doing the two or three most important things. Mm. If, that, if that's all I get done or just two or three most important things, then it was a good work day. And then ultimately, I've always been a big fan. I talk about God math, you know, and, and I've seen God math uh, come to fruition in my life. And what do I mean by God math? Like I ask for God to bless my work supernaturally, and I've seen him do that. But my part is to to get the education and to uh, exercise the fundamentals and put the hand to the plow. Mm. But what I've seen is if I consistently put the hand to the plow, God creates like our nutritional income was God. Now. I mean, it was just it was like video game numbers that that only God could have done. So I just know my job is to put the message out there, put the hand to the plow and let God do the multiplication. Same thing with real estate deals. I mean, there was a, a property I sold uh, two and a half years ago that that I have had major seller's remorse. I've had extreme regret, but I've asked for God to restore. And just recently, we're, we're in contract and closed next week on a situation where we're getting the property, I believe, several hundred thousand dollars undervalued. Well, why? Because I was looking, I was watchful, I had the right relationships, and because God blessed my desire because I was also willing to put in the work. So I'm a big fan of God math and I encourage everybody to pray for it. Mm, I love that, man. I love that. So, well, well, you, you, I know you're one of the most disciplined guys that I know that that's why I feel, um, you know, we, we connect so well because of those disciplines, you know, that we both live on a daily basis. That's had a lot to do with the success um, like you said, at the end of the day, you know, you got to do the work. No one's going to do the, the work for you. Um, you know, so so I love that, man. So let, let's get into some of the finance stuff, man, because I'm excited to 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 hear what you have to say, to continue to learn, because every time I get around you, I learn something which excites me because for me, I'm, I'm passionate about the the subject of money, you know, for, you know, maybe some of you who are listening to this right now, you didn't grow up with a lot of money. You didn't have somebody mentoring you along the way like I did. I know very early on in, in my 
my life, I bankrupted the family, right? Like literally lost it all. So I know what it's like to, to literally have nothing, right? And then I know what it's like to begin to start studying and start creating some wealth, start making some money, make some poor decisions, then make some good decisions. And then as I've gotten a little bit older at, at 42, you know, I've never thought more about finances than today, you know, and, and, and especially now that you get some money. So for you, Matt, when it comes to finances or, or wealth, um, what are, you know, some of the top principles that you live by uh, and why? Great question. The simple, most important part of my um, answer is to, that average people work for money wealthy people and by average i mean most okay yeah. most people have this idea of working for money money is not money money's energy money's a tool wealthy people take that funny money which is always manipulating going up and down based on its purchasing power by via inflation etc wealthy people transfer that funny money into assets that produce cash flow I asked my son the other day, who just turned 11, we had some great financial talks this last year. I said, Brett, financially, business-wise, what was your big aha learning moment this year? And he says, never sell the golden goose. Well, what's a golden goose? A, go a golden goose would be like farmland or rental real estate that just consistently produces cash flow. And I said, what do you mean? What, what, what makes something a golden goose? And he says, two words, two most important words, in finance and investing, cash flow, cash flow. Okay, so I just wanna encourage people to go get two books right now. One of them is called Unfair Advantage by Robert Kiyosaki. And he talks about the unfair advantage that you'll have if you simply learn tax laws and learn the value of understanding real estate. Disclaimer, he says a couple of things in there that, I, that I'm not really down with. He's a big advocate of silver and gold, and I'm not because there's no cash flow and there are no there are no um, tax benefits. At the other book, reibook.com. That stands for realestateinvestingbook.com. So that's by Grant Cardone. Um, and again, the Kiyosaki book, the things that, that I'm not down with are the gold and silver push and also that your house is not an asset. I do believe your house is a great asset. With Cardone's book, it's a free book but he pitches you on some other stuff. But what I got from that book in terms of understanding real estate, cap rates, et cetera, hugely valuable. But he also pushes his own real estate syndication where it's like, hey, you don't wanna go mess with a fourplex, be a part of big deals, invest in my thing. No, I say, go get the duplex, go get the fourplex. But those books give you a fundamental understanding of the power of real estate, residual income and the true wealth being in time that is only created by assets that produce cash flow. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that, man. So, you know, for a lot of people, like you said, you know, we're out there, we're grinding, we're, we're, we're doing our best to, to make a living, whether it's, you know, you're trying to work up the corporate ladder, right. And, and, you know, and make more income that way. Or for a lot of the, a lot of the people that, that I, uh, speak to its entrepreneurs, right? You know, whether that's in, maybe they're in the network marketing world, they have their own traditional business or whatever. And, and there's so many different things that go in there. One of the things that you just mentioned is, is, you know, we hear this, 
you know, said all the time, it's not always, you know, what you make, but it's what you keep, right? So it's like, how do we decrease taxes, which obviously a lot of that has to do with real estate. That's one of the, the, the powers of real estate with depreciation and things of that nature. So uh, what are a couple other things, you know, because I, I know one of the things that, that you have helped me, you know, do over the last couple years that really, I would probably say um, I, um, I was uneducated on, you know, I was uneducated on, maybe I had some bias, maybe, you know, uh, someone's listening to this and, and they're like, hey, you know, I've done things the traditional way for so long. No different than so many people do things traditional way of of you know maybe through schooling or whatever. But hey, I'm 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 the 401k route or I'm this route or I'm these different things. But you know you really taught me a lot about why I should have what I like to call the Tucker Family Bank. You know why I should begin to to move in those directions that literally have opened up my eyes tremendously to what's possible there. So if you wouldn't mind, speak a little bit on that you know why are you're such a huge advocate for that um you know maybe help people give a little bit better understanding of of that and um and then we can kind of talk a little bit about what that might look like for people if that's something that they would be interested in getting some more information on yeah absolutely i mean we became a client of infinite banking back in 2017 as i had friends who had been involved in it for five ten years and I'd always kind of poo-pooed it, never really paid much attention to it, thought, oh, that's too good to be true. But once I got a book in my hand called What Would the Rockefellers Do? That was an incredible book. And I had a friend who had been doing it for a while. I just asked him all the tough questions. Then he referred me to the right agent. We got it going for, I got my questions answered further. The policy was structured properly for, for us, which again, you've got to find the right agent with the right motives who do it the right way. But if you're more, if you like to bet on yourself, if you bet on yourself, then infinite banking is a fit for you because you're ensuring your human life value while at the same time, you've got a vehicle that allows you to borrow against your death benefit while you're still alive. So you accumulate this cash value and you can utilize that cash to go purchase real estate. So you're getting multiple uses of the same dollar. You're getting a death benefit, which it's, it's amazing. I see so many people who are not properly insured. Mm. Like the first thing I did when Amber and I got married was we got life insurance policies. But then we began to layer more over time as assets and kids came into the picture. I wanted permanent life insurance and infinite banking became the, the solution for that. And since then, I've added even more term. I just added another million dollars on myself for the next 10 years while my littles are still under my roof. They're, you know, 12 and 11 right now. Um, so infinite banking is a way for, for people who want to bet on themselves. Now, what's the opposite of betting on yourself? The opposite of betting on yourself is you abdicate financial responsibility to Wall Street and the government through the 401k plan. Now, I'm not poo-pooing all 401k situations because um, again, uh, you know, if you're, if you're earning a great income and your company is willing to give you a match up to X amount of dollars, I can, I can understand taking the match, but not a penny beyond that. So my, the greatest influence in my life was through firsthand observation. I was very fortunate to, to, that my dad, who's still around, he's 71 years old. I watched him work 
blue collar jobs, second shift, third shift, never made more than 50 some thousand a year. But when he would get off of work, he would be hustling. He would be doing backhoe work for cash. He might be, um, you know, flipping a property or something like that. And I watched my dad always plunge every penny he had into farmland from the late 80s, you know, on over the next 15, 20 years. And everything he bought, he negative started out negative cash flowing. What people don't understand is rents rise. And we're seeing it right now with inflation. Yeah. So if you've got savings and you've got money and a lot of money in stocks, it's just you're just losing money. The only way to keep up with a government that prints money for every problem to solve every problem is to have real assets that produce cash flow, to be involved in food, to be involved in oil, to be involved in rent. Okay, because when the government prints money to People say Social Security is not going to last. Yeah, well, our government will print more money to make it last. But every time they print money, the value of those assets goes up and the value of your dollars goes down. You know, Biden talks about going to Israel. We're going to give an unprecedented aid package to Israel that he's trying to push through. Well, where are we going to get that? Do we have it? No, we don't have it. We print it. And every time we print money, the only way to keep pace and make progress is to have real assets that rise as the dollar gets devalued. And again, my issue with gold is it doesn't um, it doesn't produce cash flow, and it doesn't uh, it doesn't give you any tax benefits. So I've I've watched my dad become a multimillionaire, and this is a guy who never made more than, and I'm not talking just two. There's there's yeah. more millions. Okay. And this is a guy who never made more than 50000 a year on, a, on his salary. And this is a guy who did not participate in the 401k, whose co-workers made fun of him. Hmm. I've watched this man become wealthy through his example of buying things that appreciate along with inflation and produce cash flow. Love that. So, you know, not to go too deep, but I actually got a text from uh, from a friend this morning that I was talking about some other stuff. And he said, uh, by the way, he goes, uh, I would love to hear a little bit more about that investment thing that you were talking about, uh, where we don't lose money. Um, because I looked at our statement and we lost 12,000. And I don't know whether that's the last month, the last quarter, the last whatever. But I think in the time of this recording, uh, I've got to imagine that he's not the only one that is is looking at his statement over the last quarter, last year, last whatever, and are dealing with that. Um, and I know that that's one thing that you've talked about that's so powerful and some of the things that you have to offer, whether it's a family bank, whether it's some of the investing things. And one of the things that you preach to me, and I've heard this said over and over and over again, is wealthy people don't lose money. <laughs> Um, so why don't you speak to that a little bit, you know, whether that's with the, the, the family banking stuff, and then let's maybe, uh, talk a little bit about, you know, what would, you know, would you say is the best way for somebody to get started if they're interested, if they're hearing this and they're like, man, like, I want more information about that. Like that we could maybe lead somebody in the right direction on that. So the first thing I think is important is to distinguish amongst the masses or the, the crowd. Okay. And the the few who who seem to transcend to a different level financially, and and again, I, I don't want to pick fights and 
and disparage somebody people but because dave ramsey is so uncouth and wrong in so much of what he says now if you need someone to kick you in the butt to cause you to not go on vacation on a credit card he's your guy okay like if you need someone to fire you up to eat beans and rice and clip coupons to to get ahead and not not be foolish with money he's great but his advice on life insurance and wealth strategies is frankly just wrong if you truly want to separate from the pack and um here's an example like someone's asked him if they should buy an investment property and here's what he said you should not buy an investment property until your primary home is all paid for and you've saved enough cash to buy cash for the investment property. Like if you know money, like you have to participate in the fractional reserve system. So banks get a dollar, you save a dollar, they're loaning out 10. That's another thing that causes wealth and inflation, okay? You, you take $100 and you put it in the stock market, you hope, and hope is not even a strategy, you hope that someday is going to be worth $200. With real estate, you take $100, you get to control now $600,000 of value. When that doubles, now you've got $1.2 million. So that $100 became $600,000 of profit in terms of, of value. So sure. it's understanding how what to how to chew the meat and spit out the bones from some of these financial entertainers and to look at what do wealthy people do wealthy people don't abdicate their financial life and their retirement to a 401k or to the stock market or the wall to wall street doesn't mean you can't or shouldn't have some but wealthy people if you want to be wealthy at some point you've got to take calculated risk with something you know about and have studied and you've got to take control and you've got to invest in real estate. And what I love about infinite banking is that it is, it is the best place to capitalize because you've got to capitalize somewhere, right? You get a paycheck from work. Where's it go? You don't put it in cash and put it under your mattress. No, it goes to your bank. Well, what if instead of the traditional bank, who's just taking your money, loaning out 10 times the value, but giving you nothing in exchange for that infinite banking via specifically designed high cash value permanent life insurance allows you to purchase a death benefit so that you're being responsible and getting a protection for your family that doesn't end after a term of time. So I just had my 20 year term policy and I outlived it. Now, if I hadn't added more insurance over the years, my family would have no death benefit right now. So you get the immediate benefit and peace of mind of protecting your family, but yet you're capitalizing and when the right opportunity comes, because you've read Unfair Advantage, because you've read uh, the real estate investing book by Grant Cardone, you know what to look for. You've gotten with a broker. You've looked at several properties. Infinite banking allows you to capitalize. And then when the right opportunity strikes, you get the cash from your policy. So we call that a living benefit. You get to enjoy it while you're alive. People assume that insurance is just this wasted cost or it's something that only benefits my family when I die. No, insurance is exciting if you do it the right way. Mm. It's adventurous because we have taken that money that continues to grow tax-free, protects my human life value, and we've gone out and bought other 
assets that produce cash flow and reduce our taxable income. So it's a beautiful system once you understand it, but you have to be willing to break away from the Dave Ramsey crowd and do something different to truly ride with the different. Mm, that's so good. I tell you what, you know, for anybody who's listening and, and we're going to share with you here in a second, you know, how, how to get some more information. I can tell you that if you spend, you know, some time educating yourself on some of these, some of these things that Matt's talking about, you know, reading the book, what would the Rockefellers do? Matt, I know you have an incredible ebook that you wrote that, to be honest with you, uh, I would rather read that than what would the Rockefellers do only because I read that in about 20 minutes and literally got like 10 things. And I'm like, holy cow, like this is just a no brainer, you know, right? Um, so be, like I remember, you know, reading a story and I don't know whether it's in your ebook and just understanding like the fact that if like why I should have my own family bank and how the banking world you know, works. And, and the fact that if I go in and I, and I put $10,000 in a savings account and it's sitting there and they're paying me, you know, 0. 0.00 whatever percent, you know, maybe they send me a dollar a month and they're turning around and they're loaning that money out to, you know, my neighbor down the road that comes in to buy, you know, a car for his daughter for, they, they give my $10,000 over to him at right now, what are rates? Six, 7%. Like, you know, and I and I wrapped my head around, you know, 0 0.01 to 6%. I'm like, they're making 60 times the amount of money that they're paying me. Like, why in the world would I want my money in their bank? Like, I sh it should have it should be in mine. And just and, and that's just one little thing that really the light bulb went off and all the other living benefits that you talked about, not to mention the fact that you don't buy life insurance, you know, from a living benefit, but just from a standpoint of, you know, yourself, you do it for the, the last thing I would want if something did happen to me, like you started out this podcast is anything could happen. The last thing I want my wife to worry about or my kids to worry about on one of the worst days of their life is what are we going to do financially? How are we going to stay in the home that we live in or the lifestyle that we have, like all those, those different things. So it's incredible. But for, for somebody who would want to learn a little bit more, Matt, as, as we kind of land the plane here, and they're like, man, like this stuff, because I know if, if they get a hold of some of these resources that we're talking about, if they spend, you know, some time on a Zoom with you or whatever, like, I know that they're going to be impacted financially. But most importantly, I know that you and I feel very uh, strongly about this is generational. This isn't just about me or you. This is about how you're setting up your children's children, right? That's what the word of God says is that, hey, a wise man leaves his children's children an inheritance. And, and I believe that that's wisdom, but I also do believe that that's money, right? That that's financial wealth, you know? So if somebody would want to learn more, what resources could we, could we give them? You know, maybe what's the best way to get people, you know, some more information about infinite banking, setting up their own family bank, uh, what what would you best you know recommend? Yeah, I mean obviously time. You know we we I don't really sell. I, I'm an educator. I've never been very good at sales, but I love to teach. So um, just before I hopped on this podcast with you, Kurt, I took a client through phase one of our education process. So uh, happy to spend time with people. But to find out if infinite banking, um, some of the the bullet points uh, really are are a fit for you. 
I would start with my ebook, which it's only 12, 13 pages. Hmm. And, and, you know, I, I take personal stories and some of the top nuggets from a lot of resources and try to give it to people in a, in a bite-sized way that allows them to kind of become an expert with a minimal amount of time. Like you mentioned, 20 minutes into the ebook and, you know, more than 99% of people about infinite banking. So that's one thing we could do. I even have a one pager, you know, the seven, seven benefits, you know, why, why infinite banking, seven reasons why on one page. So that could be something that someone starts out with or both of those things. So I think Kurt, if they text a uh, bank or message you the word bank, um, we can get them those resources. And if after um, going through that and you want to talk more about it, we'd be happy to schedule a time to see if infinite banking could, could uh, be a fit for you and even map out some numbers. Like what could it look like for your family? I love that. I love that idea. So yeah, I mean, if, if what we're talking about sounds of interest to you, uh, just DM me, or if you're listening to this, you know, comment on wherever this episode, you find it, uh, the, the word bank, and I'll make sure that, that I connect you with those resources or Matt will. And, and matter of fact, Matt, uh, obviously they're going to be able to find me. What, what's the best way to find you? So if someone would want to, you know, reach out to you, send you a message or whatever. Yeah, just go to my website, wisewealthbuilding.com, wisewealthbuilding.com. Um, there's some of those resources that you can access right from there. There's a way to contact me and um, that that's the easiest way to get all of me. Yep. And we'll make sure that we leave that link in the show notes as well. So that way we'll make it easy for you to find it, guys. So, well, I tell you what, Matt, this has been awesome. I want to thank you so much, you know, for, for your time today. I know that you're so passionate um, about really making a difference in people's lives in so many different ways. So I'm going to ask you, you know, one closing, uh, you know, question, man, is, you know, for those people who are listening, you know, to this podcast right now, like, man, they, they've heard so many different things, they're fired up, you know, what would be one thing that you would just want to leave people with when it comes to wealth specifically is that's what we've been talking about that that you would say if there's one thing i could tell you to do right now um this would be what it would be it's to invest in education you know school it's one thing to learn math and we learn math to a level that we never use well the reality of it is to be wealthy the only math we need to know is math that we learn in grade school it's learning the right type of math, hmm. learning what math am I looking for? Do I understand a, a cap rate or rate of return or ROI um, or the amount, you know, if I, if I increase rent in a property by this much, how much does that increase the value of the property? That's the math that matters. Hmm. Getting educated about infinite banking, getting educated about why life insurance companies make the absolute best historical financial partners that you ever could imagine. Yet no one, no one knows about it because the narrative from the big machine who has an agenda, their agenda, Wall Street, our government, the financial talking heads are all lining their pockets to get you to not think and just abdicate financial responsibility to them. So education, school is school gives us the tools we need to then go out and really be trainable and educate ourselves. So my biggest encouragement for people would be take financial education ser seriously. Mm. Maybe you didn't have a, the good fortune of having a dad like, like mine, who I got to watch 
and observe, well, you've heard this today. Yeah. You've been led to three, four, five different resources. I promise you, if you just take advantage of those, the diamonds that have been dropped in right in front of your feet, you'll be better off financially than most people out there. So it's financial mm. education and taking responsibility for it. That's so good, Matt. That's so good. And it's exactly what you said about 10 minutes ago, that you're not in, in this for sales. You're in this to educate people. And through that education uh, and that process, that's where you see a lot of transformation you know, happen, right? As they begin to start putting into action, right? Like once I learned about this, I was like, this is amazing. But it didn't. I didn't want it to stop there. I'm like, let, let's move forward with this. I want to begin to set my family up and begin to to move in this this right direction, um, which is awesome, man. And, you know, on a completely side note, you know, one of the things that I saw as I was studying, getting educating, educated is that the banks and how much money they actually had in, you know, whole life insurance, billions of dollars. And I thought, man, if the banks are taking their money and putting them into these this makes sense. So, and you'll read that and learn that, friends, as you go through some of the resources. So, well, hey, listen, message us, you know, text, you know, uh, comment, uh, DM the word bank. We'll get you those resources if you heard something, you know, today. Uh, and then, Matt, I just want to thank you, man. Thank you so much for taking the time to come on to educate my audience. There's no doubt about it that, you know, people are better off today spending the time listening to this. And I'm grateful for you, man, for everything you do for for uh just as a leader as a champion for my family man so i appreciate you brother and um you know god bless thanks for, for jumping on today with me my pleasure and thank you kurt keep keep inspiring leading from the front you make jesus really proud <laughs> i appreciate that man thank you brother we'll see you man god bless take care thank you so much for listening to the champion life podcast I hope that you learned a thing or two that can help you create the champion life that you desire and that God has for you. Now, before you go, I have one ask. If this episode resonated with you in any way, I want to hear about it. Please shoot me a personal message on Facebook at Kurt Tucker or Instagram at Kurt D. Tucker. Stay tuned for the next episode, my friend. And as always, keep growing and keep going.